Hola, hola, it's your girl Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome, and I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach, and I'm a bold stand for confidence, and I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, my loves. Before we begin the podcast, I have a little flavor to ask of you. I have entered the Australian Podcast Awards. I'm super excited. They have a People's Choice section, and I need your help. If you have enjoyed this podcast, if you've loved it, if you've gained wisdom or support or advice or anything from my podcast, I would please ask that you don't mind to vote for me, the Confidence Chronicles podcast. You can head to thequeenofconfidence.com forward slash podcasts. You can check the link inside the show notes, or you can head to Instagram at thequeenofconfidence.com. Click the link in my bio. I am so grateful for you. I love you. Help me win some podcast awards. I love you. Thank you for listening. And on to the show. My darling, welcome to today's episode. We have a very special guest, Ruby Lee, who is a homie of mine, and also one of the most incredible intuitive business coaches that I have come across. I don't say that lightly. This girl is a boss, biatch. I love her to death. Ruby Lee is the real deal. Not only is she an amazing entrepreneur and runs an incredible million dollar business, but she is also super duper in touch with her spirit, with her soul. Everything she does is about her intuition, spiritly guided. She talks lots about this in her business stuff, which usually you don't hear business coaches, corporate people that are in business, people that are entrepreneurial, talk about their spirituality or their spirit and their rituals and how they do things with their intuition and using the field and practicing their gratitude and their law of attraction and all that stuff. So I'm super excited for you to listen to Ruby Lee because she's the real deal when it comes to business, but she is so deep in her work with her spirit and her soul. She attracts the most incredible clients. She has been seen everywhere and then some, and I will say she's a dear friend of mine as well. We share a mastermind together. She's just incredible. And this episode, she talks so much goodness about business, about starting out, some of the mistakes that we make. She's the bomb. You can follow her. I put all her links inside of our show notes, but please enjoy this episode. This is incredible, and I am so, so happy for you to meet Miss Ruby Lee. So let's get to the episode. Miss Ruby Lee is here. (laughs) So excited for this. So for everybody listening who maybe has not checked you out, even though I'm sharing you on Instagram and we always post our mastermind calls, our little boomerangs, please let us know what you do, who you are, all the things. So I am Ruby Lee. I'm a spiritualist, a business coach. I'm someone who is super connected to what we're here to do in this world in the form of entrepreneurship. And I help my clients really find themselves again and express that through their businesses. So I work a lot with coaches, definitely a lot with service-based entrepreneurs who are wanting to make more money, but doing it from a place that feels 
aligned and really flowy and connected to their soul work so that they're also Mm -hmm. attracting all the right clients their way. They're really my two passions, spirituality and business. And my life now revolves around those two aspects. And I live it, I breathe it. And of course, like beyond that, there's so many things, isn't there, that comes up as you would know around the confidence piece and the not enoughness and the feeling like shit and tearing off the layers and finding who you are again. And that's the part that I just fucking love. It's just, it's so juicy to me. So that's a little bit about what I do. Outside of all of that, I'm a mama. I have two beautiful boys, my stepson who's 13 and my son who's five, almost turning five. He's going to school next year. And I work in business with my husband, Mike. We've just come back from traveling the world together. And obviously with COVID and global pandemic, we've been grounded back in Melbourne. But I tell you what, babe, I am itching to get back out Mm. there. I can imagine because you, uh, I, I don't even can imagine like how many passport stamps you have. So to, <laughs> to everybody listening, something that I thought really tripped me out when I first met Ruby, she's beautiful and she's got an amazing aura and energy to her, but also, and she's a buff bitch, she's been making the dollars and hooking it up. But other than that, I was like, wait a minute, what? You're a, you're a digital nomad. So tell everybody who maybe doesn't know what that is, what that is and how you do that with two kids and your husband and your business. Yes. Okay. So when I was, when I first thought or found out about what this concept was, I was still working in corporate. So I had this whole other life for 10 years in the big corporate. And I used to always live for annual leave and some sort of holiday break. Four weeks a year we get here in Australia, which is nice. You can always purchase more. And I realized that's all I was working towards, just these four weeks of the year. And I thought, what? Like that can't be life. That literally cannot be the reason why I'm working to pay the bills, get the mortgage, and then spend a slither of time in the year and squeeze it all in a holiday in Santorini. Like that that just did not <laughs> compute in my Sagittarius mind. And so I had to find another way. And this is how I sort of began my business journey. I did a lot of side hustling and built up a secondary income. And from there, I really started to live and call in, manifest for want of a better word, the life where I could really have my laptop, have a business and travel the world. And it took about a year and a half to build up that financial runway and also just a lot of shit that we had to do in our own personal life by design, changing that up and turning it upside down and really trying to find a new normal because everybody around me in my normal at the time was saying, you can't do this and it's really bad for the kids and are you fucking crazy and blah, blah, blah. And so that was my normal and it just felt really impossible. And Mm. I went on this whole mission to try and find a new normal of families who are also traveling the world and doing it with ease. And not only that, but expanding as a family through that experience. And we did it last, well, 2019, we took off and traveled the world. We went to the US, which, you know, I fell in love with. (laughs) We've had a lot of robust (laughs) conversations around that. (laughs) It's amazing, but yes. Yeah, UK, Europe, Asia. Uh, So it was just a blast. We ended up being on the road for 11 months and then we got the call back because of the pandemic. So, and, and through that time, all we needed was 
the laptop, the podcast mic, and we were on our way and we built our million dollar business traveling the world with the kids. So yeah, it's definitely something that I had to really search for and look for with defining that new normal. But Mm. as soon as I did it, this now feels abnormal. It feels strange to be back in the same city and just living a routine lifestyle that it it almost just, I know it's for only for a minute and a blip in time, but it, it feels very strange to kind of fit back in a box, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So for the people listening that are like, how do you do that? Like logistically, what would have been, what are some of the things that maybe were challenging to do like in order to move and live in different places and be with traveling with kids and business? Mm. So logistically, there were a few things that were really unique to our family. So my stepson stayed here in Melbourne with his mum and was schooling. So Mm. for us, we would fly him every school holidays to our location. So this kid, oh my God, he lived the life and we are super close. And so he and I, we always just have this like big slow motion run to each other. Like I love him so much. So he, he flew to LA on his own. So through assisted flying and thank you, Qantas, not sponsored, but they just have such a great program for minors and for kids who fly alone. He flew to Dubai, to Thailand, uh, to Vietnam, oh. like just all over the world. And so logistically, we had to get a really great travel agent to help us with all yeah. of that and the paperwork. And then apart from that, we would always sort of plan at least three months ahead with where is our next destination? Most visas around the world, only travel visas anyway, only let you enter the country for 90 days. And sometimes it's less. So really, once again, I mean, our go-to travel agent, she was on it. She would say, if you're in this location, you only have this certain amount of days, you have to be out by this time and giving us all the rules and the regulations for each country. But apart from that, we really followed intuition. We followed where we wanted to go to, you know, those moments where you spin the globe and you just stop it with your fingertip. Mm. Literally that was our life. It was just like, where do we want to go? And the other part that was driven around our, like what drove our schedule was speaker engagements. So just like you, you know, I love being on the stage and speaking and I'd put it out there on LinkedIn was my main platform. It's changing slightly now, but it was my main platform. And I would get so many speaker gigs on LinkedIn saying, Hey, we see you're traveling the world. Would you be interested to fly to Atlanta? Can we fly you to England? Can we fly you to Singapore? And so a lot of the travel arrangements would also be done through the organizations. So logistically there was the structure, but there was also a lot of flow. And that's the only way that I wanted to travel. I I definitely didn't want to be drowning in schedules and, and flights that we had to catch and not catch it had to still feel like freedom I love the word flow because it's like to me I'm such a high and I have to say I'm a high strung mother and I am learning to not be because if you are high strung y'all know who you are listening so I know that I'm high strung and you know I hang out with some of my friends and have four kids or they're just more relaxed people and when Ruby said that you know, me and her are different. I'm probably not as relaxed as her, right? Y'all know she meditates much more. And you're probably more like the Hamish vibes. 
but I love it. <laughs> Every time you talk about Hamish, I'm like, oh my God, I just feel yep. like Hamish. <laughs> but I love it because for those of you listening who maybe are control freaks or you have all the questions for Ruby, you can go follow her. We'll put all her links in the bio and you can check her out. Um, but something when I first heard that from you, I was like, shit, how do you do that? How do you live? How do you work? How do you do this? Who watches the kids? Who's their babysitters? You know, like all the things. And I love the word flow that you said, because you just, you trust, you plan a bit, you you visualize, and then you plan, and then you kind of trust and ease. And it isn't perfect, which is part of probably the whole process. So I just, I love that about you. And I've really I've taken that from you, that that bit of like, hey, just chill, because we we also want to go live in Spain or France. Like I've always wanted to live overseas. I never thought children would be involved in this dream. Uh, I thought I would do that before I had kids. But my husband's like, who cares? Let's go. Like, let's just go for six months and go to different places. And you will be in my head when we do this. I'll be messaging you going, okay, so now what? No. Definitely. And you know, with on the babysitter thing, we manifested babysitters like bang. So any country we went to, I would say to the universe, all right, bring me someone that I can fucking trust. And also someone that just is so our vibe and just loves Teddy, who's our youngest and who can hang out with the eldest and not be, you know, too frazzled by teenagers Mm. and everywhere we went. So when we were in California, we stayed in Huntington beach, our next door neighbors, could not have been more perfect. They had three kids all around our, like our age, um, kids. And they'd say, yeah, you guys go out for dinner and we'll just look after them. Like they can just come over, hang out. We've got the PlayStation. We're just like, holy shit. Like it was amazing. We had the best. They are literally one of our best friends. Like we hung out every day with them for almost four months. And then when we moved to the UK, we had the most amazing uh, nanny that we found through an agency when we yeah, were in UK Lisbon. Is good for that, isn't it? They're so like good. nannies are us <laughs> everywhere. We yeah. went to Lisbon and looked up a nanny agency, and we found the girl, the perfect gal, and she spoke perfect English. And also would teach Teddy some Portuguese, which was cool. like so cool. And then when we went to uh, to Bulgaria, where we stayed for almost three months, our Airbnb, we had asked the Airbnb, do you know of any nanny agencies? And the guy who owned the properties, like, actually, my wife is a school teacher oh and she has a two-year-old. If you don't mind, you know, she can come around and we That's loved ridiculous. her. That We've, gives me chills. You know what I mean? That's yeah, like, like too perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The universe will always provide mm. and and kids are so adaptable. Your boys would love Spain. I can already. Oh, yeah. I'm like Spanish. Learn, please. Oh, okay, good. That's awesome. I love this. Okay. So it wasn't always this way for you. Clearly, you said you were in corporate for a little while. Where, what was the old, like, paint us a picture of your old life versus to now where you're making, you have a million dollar business, you got two kids, you're traveling the world, obviously when COVID allows, I know you're going to be out. You're like, bye, see you guys, <laughs> you know, see you on Zoom. Um, but, but how was it before for those listening that are like, how the hell did you create this? And maybe they're like, I don't manifest how I want to. And how did, what was life like before for you? So before I was very much the tick the box type of gal. And so my, my heritage, my culture is Korean, Thai, Malaysian, and very, you know, in the Asian culture, you don't do things to fuck shit up. You follow the rules. You, you mm. do what 
what your parents want you to do. And I know that there are very similar cultures out there who really truly understand this where you don't want to disappoint your family and don't you don't want to be the black sheep. And so I was really brought up in this way where you go to school, go to university, get a good job, stay there until you retire and do all the things. And I took that really on board for 10 years until what I was explaining earlier this can't be it. This really Mm. can't be it. And every day I would walk into work and I don't get me wrong. I wasn't one of those people who hated my job or who just, you know, wanted out and felt depressed around it. It was just more of a, it was such a, a low level dissatisfaction with life that it just started to create small cracks mm. all the way through over that decade until I hit my sudden return. I, you know, just as I was turning 30, everything blew up. I was in a marriage at the time and I'm like, no, this isn't right. I went through a divorce, had a shitload of debt. And and the debt really was driven from buying things that I didn't need to feel Mm. happy Mm. and and ultimately to have this like fake confidence of, oh, look at me, I've got the car and I've got all the things to look great. And and then I started, I had this major health scare. I thought my boob was trying to kill me. Like all these things were just going on in my life. And then I fell into drugs and I fell into sleeping with all the wrong people just to find something to do and to feel happy. And at that point, I was holding my corporate life together somehow. Mm-hmm. I would go out and party until 3 a.m. and rock up to work at 7.30. And that was just my life and, you know, just all of that. Wow. And it just got to the point where I'm like, this has to be, there has to be something else. And one of my, one of my colleagues at work said to me, Hey, you would really like this thing that I go to. It's a meetup called fuck up nights. And you know, you would, you would love it. it. It's like an open mic thing and we can just talk about our fuck ups openly and it's complete strangers in a room and you, anyone goes there, you just have a drink and, and take, take the night awesome. away. So awesome. And that changed everything because I was able, it was almost like the first time I'd found what it meant to really truly express, you know, Mm. just like, oh, big exhale. And, And so many people there started to very slowly change my perception of having what I truly desired in my life without feeling as though I was disappointing anyone and that I could take control. And so slowly but surely the side hustle came in and I was working day and night. I'd wake up in the morning, think about the side hustle. And during this time, I'd also met my husband and we were, well, we were, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, and then engaged um, very quickly. So Mm -hmm. it happened like real fast. That's a whole other story. But even in that time, I'm like, I'm just ready to build another life and I'm ready to build another reality. But the current reality was nine to five, go to work, travel a lot for work, um, still in the restraints of all the things in corporate. And, but it was the slow things that I had made a decision on where let's say I wouldn't flick on Netflix and instead work on my website or something that made a huge difference down the track. It was just a culmination of the small things I did, which Mm. built the life that I have today. Oh my God. I have so many questions for you. This is crazy. I love that you were, it feels like it was your own personal rock bottom moment of like, there's gotta be more. And when I say rock bottom, it's not like life is horrible and bad. It's just like, meh. It's like, meh, blah. 
Like what else is there? How did you move away from what your family will think of you and the culture? Because as you said, my husband's Sri Lankan and they have the same thing. The Asian culture is like, you need to be smart. You need to go to college. You need to do the safe stuff. How did that go for you? How was that? Oh my gosh. Uh, it was met with a lot of eyebrow raises, long discussions. And just, you know, overall, if I think back, I would have these moments where it wasn't even as though my my family were disapproving with words. It was disapproving with energy. Mm. It was like, mm-hmm. Okay. Like, you know, and you just knew that they were thinking, oh my gosh, you know, you didn't feel the support. You didn't feel yeah. the, the enveloping of, okay, like, let's do this. We've, we've got you and we really believe in you. Mm. And I really desperately craved that from my family and I never got it. And I, every time they had left and I would share parts of little wins, like, oh my gosh, mom, guess what happened? I got my first ever client from a complete stranger, just found my website and decided to coach with me. And there was just nothing back, nothing. Mm -hmm. And it was just, oh, okay, well, but how is that going to support you and the family? And, (laughs) And I know that it comes from a place of real, always, love and concern. Mm. And at that point I had to make a very conscious decision that the approval that I so desperately wanted had to come from within. Mm. It had to come from my higher self and not from anybody else. It was almost like, okay, it starts now and I don't need validation. And if I do need validation, it comes from my future self because she already knows what's happened and what's happening. And if I can draw from that through meditation and through seeing her, I just pointed at my third eye. Yeah. So if I, if I see her, then it's like, okay, I, I look to her and I don't have to have accolades and everything else. And I've taken that with me in the last two and a half years. So now a lot of it just is drawn from within I love that. I love going to the future you because you're right. If you've seen it, it's already happening. It's in a time and space ain't real and it's going down. It's like, okay, how do I meet her? How do I take those steps to reverse engineer what she's already doing? I love that so much. So with like, you've talked about your spirituality and, and really, you know, manifestation and believing and that guidance and that higher power and that inner self. How was that brought into your life? Were you raised that way or was there a point where you found that? Oh, so my religious and spiritual background is really quite a, a melting pot, like a mixing pot. Uh, so my dad was Buddhist, is Buddha, was Buddhist, and then he converted to Christianity. My mom was Catholic, and she converted to Christianity. And when I say Christianity, I mean like Hillsong, like yeah, yeah. Rah! Like, yep. oh my, yep. like so oh that, my God, that yeah. was my I had some Hillsong experiences. You girl. did, you did. Oh I God. did. I was fully up in that thing at Bible study. Like that's Holy a whole, shit. I know. I need to share that. <laughs> I didn't know that about you. Yeah, oh my God. We have to talk offline. A massive Bible study. Uh girlfriend, yes. Yes. Like I was a youth leader. I just yep, did all okay. the things. Okay, yep, all right, we need to talk it. about this. <laughs> so that that was the environment I grew up in from the age of uh, seven till 16. And then at 16, something happened where I was like, it was almost as though I became really conscious. Mm. Like, you know, just like, ding. I'm like, hang on, wait, 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 wait. Do I believe in this? And, wow. and why do I need to show up here every Sunday and, and go to these like youth group things every Wednesday night? And it started to change and shift. And so 
a lot of that kind of led to then I went to college, university, and I, I totally dropped the the Christianity side to me. And, you know, I went from saying grace and praying every day, all day, every day to like nothing at all and just going, no, nah, I, I don't want to be a part of that world anymore. Of course, also to my parents, like major discomfort, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. <gasps> you're going to go to hell. Like all this, you have no <laughs> idea, like crazy, crazy yeah. shit, crazy talk. And, um, and then when I was about 20, Eight, actually just before my whole life went, I started to read books around the law of attraction. And then the law of attraction, of course, led me to a lot of the metaphysical. And then the metaphysical led me to where I am now, which is really around universal energy, uh, guides, drawing from my ancestors. I believe in, I believe in energy. I believe in what goes on in the universe has already been pre-written, but I also believe in, you know, multiple timelines. I could nerd out Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. on all the infinite possibilities that could be. And I believe in the 5D and I'm exploring, I'm still really opening up my uh my my intuition to what feels good and what feels mm-hmm. connected but I, I will still say I will talk to God I will talk to angels I will talk to the universe it's a very sort of open way of looking at energy work and energetics and mm-hmm. and how that leads into business and life and that's just that that feels like my truth Mm. I love that you're saying that it took you a while to figure out what it was and you dipped into different things and took different things in and it's kind of now a new melting pot of of what you believe in spirituality. And I remember listening to Oprah and always wondering, does she believe in God, like Jesus from the Bible, like the white Jesus or the black Jesus or what's Jesus or the bearded man in the clouds? Like, what does she believe in? Because she's very like energy and that, but then she talks gospel and that and it was funny because what you just said i heard her say once that she went to church and this is what happened for me at the hillsong kind of thing um and it was a short term with hillsong so i wasn't like a years in you know i was really short i'm such a cult person I could easily join a cult right now <laughs> like selling amway is like yeah amway like seriously i am such a cult lover like i this is why I built a sisterhood. Like I, my foster child loves cults. Anyway, that's a whole nother podcast. But I heard her say, like, I heard something in church and I didn't agree and I didn't like that. And so I pushed that away and said, I'm not doing that. I'm taking this. And she's like, so I just take the parts that sit with me really well and the rest that doesn't, I let it go. And it's like, it's so good because like when you say spirit or God or universe or I'm talking to spirit or I'm talking to whoever, right? It's like a combination of what you know you're believing. And I feel like it should be so individual because religion, spirituality, it, it's not one way. It's not like a one size fits all. Yeah. And, and a lot of it, I had to actually go through quite a bit of deconditioning and more than I realize, even just the image of God is still a man with a white man with a white beard. That that's just and and it's not like I mean for it to happen. It just is how my brain yeah. projects this image of God energy. And so as I started to dive more into my own personal work and and spiritual journey, it, it really has become well. What if God is a woman? And I know the old me would have been like. Phew, 
like mind blown mm. with that idea. And in fact, would even have been thought of as from the devil or, yeah. uh, you know, just completely off track. And how could you possibly think that? And that's new age and all of this. Whereas now I'm just, I'm hearing those voices still. And as you can't think that, but I'm just allowing for that to come through and allowing for that process to still be, you know. Mm, so mm. the deconditioning is is still going on a lot, if, if I'm to admit that. It's just a, wow, you know, when you yeah. see it for what it is. Yeah, totally. And then it's it's such a mysterious world as well, like the world of energy and quantum physics and, you know, the field of all of the possibilities. And so it's a continuous, it's exciting, but it's this continuous like, do I know that for sure? No, but I think and I believe this and believe that. So with with business now, so now you, you, you're a business coach. So you help obviously big business peeps and you have masterminds and you do one-on-one and you're a LinkedIn queen. Ruby Lee is the LinkedIn queen. I just want to say the original, the OG LinkedIn queen. When no one else was on LinkedIn hooking it up, Ruby was dominating and she's killing it on LinkedIn seriously man like i love you for it because i'm like this is if you want to know how to do linkedin go to her ruby lee on linkedin um but now you're 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 working with spirituality and you're taking clients and you're coaching when did you realize the two combined did they always combine did you notice they needed to combine they always wanted to combine but i i drew a hard line Mm. between it because my corporate my corporate self was saying, you can't share that because no one talks about this in business. It's only about the brand and it's only about selling. And anything personal life, it, it has to make sense for you to actually share it. But the spiritual side was not able to shut up. It was literally, it would come out every now and again and I would say certain things. And every time I did, so even if I had a a very natural or Freudian slip. And I'd say something along the lines of, I just give it up to the universe. Or I had a moment in meditation where I just felt my heart chakra open. It would just pour out and people would say, whoa, what, what is this woo woo shit? Like, what is this? And, and more so woo woo shit out of interest rather than condemnation. It was, uh, that is so interesting. I've been looking more into the chakra system or I would even mention things around you know, my star sign and how I love astrology or how I love human design. And that would come out more and more. And eventually I realized the only person that was holding me back from blending the two was me. And it was also really inauthentic if I didn't share it. It wasn't to my highest good if I had let, let that side really dim out and not give it a, a, a stage. And so that was a big one. And and how I ripped that Band-Aid off was I literally wrote an article on LinkedIn that said how spirituality works for me in business. And I posted it and it was an image of me meditating in the Dandenong Ranges and I was just in my full goddess aura and it was so hilarious. I think, well, LinkedIn were extremely confused, but I did have the handful that came through that said, wow, thank you. That's exactly what I needed to see here today. And isn't that just such a beautiful confirmation? And and Mm. I guess from there, and that was about a year and a half ago, 
and and that's when it started to slowly flow. There, there was a moment there where I just felt like I'm dipping my toes in and running back out. Mm. But now, I mean, my most of my content going through a huge rebrand is all around melding the spiritual, however you define that, with energetics and business. Mm. I love it so much because when you told me that you do LinkedIn, I was like, LinkedIn, that place is so stuffy. And so, and for those of you listening who are at corporates or run a business, you might be like, yeah, I don't want to go on LinkedIn. But it's so great when you see Ruby on LinkedIn because she does exactly how she's here. She's there, you know, talking about spirit and manifestation. And you're right because in that space, people that love that are dying for someone to say it. But because it's air quotes, not the place for that. People don't do it. So therefore, when you do it, it's like, oh, there she is. I can see her. She's shining really bright. And she's like inviting me to come in and almost giving permission for you to mix spirituality with business. And I've always said, like, when people say business is not personal, it's so bullshit. Like, you are a person in the business, whether you work for someone or yourself, like anything you move through or go through individually is going to affect how you show up at work or in your business. So there is such a place for this. And I feel like you are really a thought leader in this space because you're bringing, and don't get it twisted, listeners, it's not some fucking crystals and shit. She's making dollars as well. Like she's making money and spirit, you know? So it's not like, oh, woo woo, and not really, you know, you're, you're really, and there's a lot of fluff. That's why as well, people just go blah, 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 but not so much. Uh, grit or so much productivity or so much actual revenue or sales like you do all of it which is incredible and the and the thing that I started to notice in the clients that are coming through lately and this is really such a beautiful confirmation from spirit is I've been working so much more with those that have spiritually based businesses, tarot readers or witches or, uh, you know, energy workers, light workers who come to me saying, oh, I have done a whole bunch of tarot readings for $25 for the last five years and Mm. it's time. Uh, I just really feel it's time for me to just earn with ease and I'm ready for those doors to open. And I never, ever thought when I started this business that I would be working with my, my spiritual sisters, but it has not felt just more aligned. It's just been so beautiful to be able to see their light and their healing gifts just shine in the world and also earning from a place of true authenticity and mm. without the guilt and opening up those doors on how to do that. So it's been it's been so beautiful seeing that journey for sure. And you have this new thing that you've been doing, the rituals and business that has like taken over. Can you tell us about that? Oh, so rituals came through. So I spell rituals R-I-C-H-U-A-L-S. So it's this play on you get to be fucking rich in energy, creativity, joy, income, all the things, as well as applying that in business. And it truly has become Mm. such a, a baseline of my entire business. The framework is coming up in 2021 and my masterminds are based around it. My membership's based around it. So right now it is a membership and it's really made for entrepreneurs who are wanting to bring in everything we've talked about today, bring that in 
and find this new, authentic, delicious, juicy spiritual side to you, which then opens up your confidence, your ability to show up more in your business, more clarity than ever before. But as we know, when you do that sort of work, there is the shadow, there Mm. is the dark shit that comes through and that's okay. The purge is healthy and it's, it's part of the process and you have the community to to connect with whilst you're moving through all of this. So yes, rituals has just been incredible. And with anything, I download all of my business ideas in the shower and I write it on the steam, (laughs) on the steam wall. And I remember writing rich and I don't even know why I wrote rich. And then it went rituals and I just, and in business, so it's B, so like good. spell business, but with the dollar sign, oh. in the S. And I wrote that and I, I ran out of the shower, still with the towel on, dripping hair. And I got my laptop, you know, when you're trying to hold your towel. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. This, and on the laptop, just bashing out this paragraph of what rituals and business meant. I and that love was that. the moment. I have chills everywhere. My fucking vag. I'm like, yes. Do you know why? Because this is the shit, y'all. I'm telling you the shower wisdom. There is something in there. I don't know. St. Germain is coming with the purple rain and hooking us up because I seriously believe that in the shower, it's like the portal to all the straight shit that comes. Even even if you're listening and you're not like considered yourself spiritual, all of this stuff comes in the shower. You know, it's a quiet space where it's just you with you. You don't have to be anywhere. Your kids aren't there, hopefully. <laughs> you get a minute by yourself. I love that. Do you know when my clients bought me um, a crayon for the shower? Because literally, I'm like, I am going to be a boss and I'm going to find someone to make me a whiteboard that is waterproof, but also can rub off so that when I'm in the damn shower, I can do my formulations. I feel like Einstein in there. I'm like, like it's the best. I love that so much. And, <laughs> and that's the thing for me personally. It has to be a pretty, like, I like my showers hot like yeah, really hot, steaming oh hot. And so either that whole Burning notion of you need to have a cold shower to be more productive or whatever. I'm like, fuck yeah. that shit. Yeah. I'm not manifesting in a cold shower. It's just. <laughs> no, you're trying to breathe. Like. <laughs> it's like you're going to pass out. Steaming hot. Like I'll come out of the shower sometimes. My back is the color of your, yeah. your, your brand color. <laughs> like, holy shit. Are you okay? I'm like, I'm oh my fine. God. Yes, I'm the same. I love that. So, okay. So one of the biggest maybe mistakes that you see people in business do that you get, your students, the people that come to you, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see? Oh my gosh. Just trying to apply somebody else's formula into their business without connecting to it. Mm. So they'll, you know, they'll come to me and say, oh my gosh, I love Erica's business model. I want to do my business exactly like hers. Well, that's great. Of course. Like, let yeah, but let's explore that. And then, of course, they just take it and they apply the whole model. They do the meetups. They do the membership. They do the masterminds. And then they're like, everything's wrong. It's just yeah. not working and I'm not earning and I'm burned out, like all of those aspects. So, you know, essentially what I love to do is to just break that, break it all down and work out what is it that you want to do because as soon as your soul starts singing and you can't wait to wake up in the morning to the way you want to do business. I was speaking to a client this morning and I said, what if your business was four clients a year and it brought in half a million dollars? And her mind just went like, because she doesn't like doing a whole bunch of different things. She doesn't like 
having launches happening and all of that. She's like, I just want four clients and four big corporate clients and I'm good. And that's, I'm like, well, why have you built all this other shit? Yeah. Why are you doing masterclasses? And, me? and she's like, I think that's just what I had to do. And she had this big cry. <laughs> I'm like, let it out, baby. And she's like, oh my God, that's so freeing. So yeah, like that's do great. you boo. Like mm. just, and, and I just don't think enough of us allow ourselves to do that because it's, so-and-so, Jenna Kucha's got an amazing business model mm-hmm. and, and look at Amy Porterfield's model and I'm only going to do courses and I'm like, that's great, babe, but does it feel good for you? Exactly. And and that's the thing is like it's so important that we keep our us-ness, you know, your you-ness is there's a million confidence coaches, there's a million business coaches, but there's a million business coaches who like spirituality, but the way that you do it in your flavor and how you show up, that has to feel like you, it has to be authentic, has to come from you. And it's great to model. And I think Tony Robbins has given us that whole model, 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 model. And it's, it is smart because you do, you just have to know who you are. You know, I love modeling, but I also know who I am and I'm not that. So I'm not going to do half of that, but I like that little thing. It's like you grab this piece, but not that, you know, and I love that you can work that with your clients. And it's so important because people need to, we need to come out as who we are. Mm-hmm. And, and, if you're watching on and you love Erica's business model and you think, yep, that's how I'm going to build mine, there will definitely be a part of it that you take, but it might not be all of it. So there's always going to be that sense of I get expanders in my life and I love the way Mm. Tony does it and the way Dean does it and, and all the people that you may follow. And then it's like, yep, okay, that works for me, that works for me. And then it becomes your unique framework and the way that you're meant to operate, the way your soul is meant to deliver your message in this world. Mm. And see, this is the thing I love too. If you aren't connected to your soul, if you aren't connected to, and it doesn't have to be, for those of you listening, spirituality, chakras and beads and mantras, it doesn't have to be that. It could just be you could be praying, you could be praying to God or whoever you believe in or science, right? Like you, it doesn't have to be that. But I think what you do really well, Rubes, is you connect people to their essence and who they are beyond what they do, beyond the labels, beyond the, I'm a mom, I am a coach. It's like, who are you? And what do you want to do here? And that's fucking amazing. Exactly. And I, I, I just love seeing that, that moment when it clicks. Oh, yeah, and it's it's often just met with either massive tears of just draining out the old or just like, oh, my God, permission slip. Yes. Thank you. You know, it's just bang, and it's so beautiful. And they want to hang up and like, see, I'm going to go get to work. Yeah, tear it all down, <laughs> burn it all down, start again. Yes. And can I say to you something that's really, really important if you're listening and you're in business, you want to get in business, I love what you just said, tear it all down. Like not being attached to what you have or what you've built and being like, I'm going to recreate right now. Oh, yep. I'm going to recreate again, like the whiteboard rubbing it off because I think we fall in love with what we think we're supposed to be and we think it should be easy and smooth. And it's like fucking being an entrepreneur is like troubleshooting the whole time, like every day. Absolutely. I had this membership that I, I had for about a year and a half and it was a six figure vehicle for my business. It it was a six figure income stream. It was doing about 120 K a year, consistent, you know, just recurring revenue. I fucking hated it. I'm, I just felt, and I didn't hate my community. I loved them, but just the, the model in which I 
built, the, the castle that I built, it was fucking ugly. I'm like, yeah. I don't like it. It's got to come down and we're going to build another castle, which came up in the form of rituals and business. And that was super scary to bring that down and to think, oh my God, I am literally cutting off an income source, mm-hmm. but I'm going to start again. And and that's okay. And I'll, I'll rebuild and I can do that. And that feels most authentic to me and how I want to build up my business, tear it down, start again. And it feels so good. And because you went with that feeling and that intention, so far you've had the most amazing outcome with moving people from that to this, haven't you? Oh, man, I I will. It's one of my favorite places to go now on Facebook. I mean, Facebook anyway, but just the the community inside there. I look forward to it. I I literally Mm. will grab my drink and just I'm reading their comments and their, their testimonials and their breakthroughs just like, Oh yeah, my God. And I'll best. be like, babe, listen to this. Babe, listen. And I'll just yeah. read them all out. And it is just, it's, I never had that with the other one. Mm. This is different. This feels just, I am just elevated whenever I'm there. And I know it's not me. It's not mm. me. It's, it's, I am the messenger to create the space, but it's nothing to do with me whatsoever. It's just a, I love being in witness of this space and what it's created. That's what I love most about it. So, yeah, I want to acknowledge you because you show up. You're the example. You are it. You know, you talk about your spirit. You talk about your own journey. You talk about your own experiences. You share so openly and so raw and so real, which I think is a superpower that a lot of us now are realizing that is a superpower because we're doing it because that's who we are. And it's, it's so beautiful. So as much as you say, you know, they're doing it, I want to acknowledge you because you really are showing up for us to see. And you've impacted me so much. You've been one of my expanders in like pricing and one of my expanders in thinking bigger and going, fuck it, do it. Like you're worth it. Come on. Like you just have a really beautiful, calming, strong, go for it energy. And it's contagious and it's amazing. And I love you. And I want to acknowledge you for that. I love you so much and I'm so grateful for you and everything you've said about my energy and and how opposite it is to yours. I take the opposite. I take that. Take the thing. Run with it. Just, you know, go big and get so passionate about it. and, And I was thinking about you last night actually because I knew we were doing this, but what I love is, you know, when you do your stories on Instagram and you're in the car and you're getting here and you're doing this and you're doing all the things, there's all, every day you spend on this earth is really maxed out. You make mm. the most of every <laughs> living minute. And that's what I appreciate most about you. It's I mean, There's always a mission and a purpose and intentionality backed in your day. Mm. It's super inspiring. So inspiring. I love you. Thank you. We love the intention and we love the going for it and uplifting others. And you are freaking incredible, Rubes. We love you. How do we, what's next for you, first of all? Um, And where can we find you? So what's, what's coming up next? So usually around this time of year, it's always about setting up the year after. So big mastermind intakes happen at this time of year. But from a business perspective, a lot of rebranding and now it it took a while to understand who I am, what I stand for in this new space. And I feel 2020 has been this whole year of, you know, shedding the old skin and and letting the new come through and really seeing it for what it is. So the rebrand's coming through 
through and I don't know, just it just feels as though it's fresh, it's new, there's so much more coming out um, and, and the framework behind it, behind the business is really going to be our main focus. So I'm awesome. so excited, more rituals and blowing the business up in 2021. It's It feels like it's time. Yeah. It's time to go just huge with it. Are you doing a retreat? Because I feel like you are and you need to. You're doing a retreat in 2021? Oh my goodness. Yes. So okay, one of, good. one of the big dreams is we're going to buy a retreat space. Oh my God. Yes. We yes. <laughs> and just buy the retreat space and have that as our go-to and, and longer term, I want to have three yeah. based all around the world. So Australia, uh, definitely one in the U S I feel like it's going to be you know, West, around West a lake coast. house, West Coast, oh. around like a lake house type feel. Nice, nice. And then definitely one in Europe. So I feel there's going to be, th- and maybe one in Bali. But th- this is it. I think anytime I think about drawing income, making revenue, it's so much about having that revenue come through, building retreat spaces so I can really serve at that level. Mm-hmm. It's just always yep. about that. And yeah, it's just one of those those things that drives me and, and, you know, really helps me see the bigger picture. I have the biggest smile. I love it. I love it. Because you have an obsession with like the work that you do for people. Obsessed. Me too. And I'm like, this gives me life. Like this makes me happy. I have a great life because I fucking love serving and helping people. And it sounds crazy, but like wakes you up and puts you to sleep and gets you going. And it's beautiful to watch your passion because you have so much passion and it comes off in everything. You never look like, I have to do this. It's like, I get to do this. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's one of the key things we really share in common and that vibrating at that level, mm. it's just, it just explodes whenever we do our mastermind. It's like, yeah. and then this, and then we can build on this. It's amazing. I love you. Oh, okay. Mentor. Last question. Any, who's been your biggest mentor? Maybe not the current mentor, but who's been like, even if there's someone you don't know, or it's a spiritual book or something like what's been the biggest thing that's shifted you? Oh my goodness. Well, so I've had this mentor in my life, pretty much all of, all of my life. So she's my, uh, my best friend's older sister. She is an incredible coach. Some of you might know Katrina Ruth and I, she was my first ever coach, proper business coach, Mm. but every time, and she's so different to me. I can't explain how different she is, but there's just, there's an expansion there around how she's lived her life and how she said, nope, I'm not going to do things that way. I'm going to do things my own way. And, and in many ways has just been this voice of reason and vision and connection. So I have to say, she's definitely been the constant in my Mm. life. And I work with her every now and again, I still dip in and out of the work we do together in mentorship. And I have another one who's my, my spiritual coach and she it's, that's not even the right word for her. It's just more of a, it's like a sisterhood mentorship. Mm. She sees my soul and she sees bigger than what I can see, you know, when you have people like that and they yeah. can just project out and and you know it's not just bullshit. You know it's yeah. she's fucking seeing stuff that I can't see yet. Yeah. That has been she's like a secret weapon. And we always talk about I always talk about her as my spiritual fluffer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all need a spiritual fluffer, okay? <laughs> so she's always the one and she like fluffs me up before I get on stage or, you know, Aww. thinking about that next level. So 
I love that. Yeah. Who are yours at the moment? Oh, gosh. Okay, so I don't have a spiritual guide. I have like, I guess they're all kind of combined. I'm obsessed with Joe Dispenza, which I know you have recently been doing his work as well. Thanks to uh, you because uh, you were like, girlfriend, you need to get in front of Joe Dispenza. It's like totally. I am obsessed with him. And I really look to him, him the most in, he's very strategic. Um, I am you know, which, you know, I'm a global mass girl. I don't have, like, I'm not niching into specific women. I'm like all the women of the whole world. And I do not recommend that. If you are listening to this podcast, you need an ICA. Okay. Um, because I know who I am as well. And I know what I'm here, like like my soul. I know how many times I know this is a big one. I know that what I'm here to do and I have the patience and the marathon vibes for it. Right. So I love him because Joe Dispenza is incredible and he teaches, you can't like disagree with him because he goes to the science, he goes to the proof, he's not an asshole, he's not like uh, chauvinistic or, you know, rude or mean, but he's not overly sensitive, hi guys, he's very neutral and when you are going to hit the global masses and be... I don't want to say palpable, but when you're you're there to help, he doesn't put his own personal agenda and his shit into it because he knows he can reach more people. Tony does it as well. Tony never talks about what he spiritually believes unless you catch the right interview or the right thing. And I know him and Sage are, they'd be burning some Sage. I know they're spiritual. I feel like he's done ayahuasca. I'm just saying, Tony, let us know. Just tell me, okay? Actually, now that you've said it, I of can course. definitely imagine him in front of all his um, TVs. Of course, just tripping. He's on the on the psychedelics. I feel like he is, but because again, if if he goes too strong to one area, he'll lose maybe his Muslim followers, his hardcore Christian followers, his Hillsong followers, which at the end of the day, every every single one of those people need your help. So I love them. Like I love them in this, how they, they teach me about, Ooh, check your ego, get back into your, don't be mm-mm, like, what are you here for? Actually, is it for your own shit or is it for, so they really realign me. Um, yeah, I don't know. And, and my husband, my husband's a big, big mentor for me with, with spirit and soul and kindness. And it's a great reminder. It's so beautiful. Yeah, you two crazy. are just powerful. Like, I can't wait to meet Mike. It's going to be the best. It's going to happen. I'm going to hug him. I'm going to lick his face. And I'm like, Mike, this is not COVID safe. I keep saying I'm going to lick people's faces. I'm probably going to, police are going to come and be like, ma'am, we've heard you're going to lick people's faces. <laughs> Do we have any police yes. listening to this oh, right now? Gosh. I don't know, but <laughs> shout out to the popo. Don't arrest me. I'm not really going to do it. <laughs> Um, okay, so where can we find you? Do you have a podcast as well that we are going to do and we haven't talked about? But tell us all the places where you hang out and the best place where people could reach out or support or find you. Yeah. So I hang out on Instagram a lot. LinkedIn's great. If you're on there, find me on LinkedIn. But Instagram is the daily, you know? Yes. So uh, underscore Ruby Lee underscore is my handle. Or you can come and check out my podcast, which is called Own Your Hustle. And there are so many episodes and you literally, it's a chronological order of my journey and also taking you through the, the moving from masculine to divine masculine to feminine flow. And if that's something that you're wanting to explore more, that's what I love about it. You see the whole documented journey. Mm -hmm. So, and, and Erica's episode will be up very shortly. So come listen, we're going to dig deep. Oh my God. I love you so much. I can't wait to see you and lick your face. (laughs) gonna be great 
Thank you so much for being here and for being who you are in this world. Thank you for stepping into your authentic voice, power, guidance, all of the juicy Jew that you give the world. You are going to blow up. I'm just like feeling like next year for you is going to be ginormous. You're also coming out with a book soon, possibly, maybe. There's a lot. There's a lot. Ruby's going to be on TV. You are like oh my, my massive mentor with all things book. That's what I wanted. <sighs> yes, we can talk about it, girl. Oh, my God. We need to have like a, a couple of bottles and we will talk book. Not just <laughs> got to happen. It's got to happen. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. For, we love you. And thank you for having me here. Thank you to everyone that's listened in. And I can't wait to meet all of you. Yay. Okay, me again. I love you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please do not forget to head over to thequeenofconfidence.com forward slash podcasts with an S and vote for my podcast Pretty Please for the Australian Podcast Awards. I'm so excited to be involved in this and I cannot wait. I appreciate you. I love you and I will see you on the next episode.